17 minutes it is before 9 p.m. You tuned into a Metro FM talk here on the mighty Metro with myself, Ayamwanga Kawe. Under the microscope this evening, uh, we take a look at uh, the situation in Zimbabwe and uh, express solidarity with the people of Zimbabwe as uh, they uh, continue to exercise their democratic rights to picket, to protest and to register their dissatisfaction with the conditions that face them. And Zimbabwe's military and police are arresting scores of opposition members and activists after authorities thwarted a planned anti-government protest last week. And uh, this according to some human rights groups. Uh, the protest was planned for the 31st of July and more than 60 people have been arrested so far, including uh, uh, ordinary people right through to many Zimbabwean luminaries, including... Uh, the likes of Tsitsi Tangaremba, uh, the uh, globally renowned author. I'm joined on the line now to uh, speak about the situation uh, uh, in uh, Zimbabwe by Lenin Debele, a Sunday Times journalist. Uh, uh, Lenin, good evening to you and welcome. Lenin, uh, you certainly have, uh, I guess, uh, the um, or you have the honour of having the name of uh, somebody who was very instrumental in the 20th century, but. Uh, uh, let's maybe, I guess, uh, talk about uh, what's happening in the uh, Zimbabwean context and uh, uh, for some of our listeners who might not be following what is happening there, uh, just give us some background to uh, the coming together of many people uh, for the planned protests that were set to happen at the end of last month. It certainly hasn't happened now and the government seeing that as a planned insurrection. What was that protest about, uh, I guess, in this context of uh, economic challenges, the, the collapse of the economy and also COVID-19? Basically, the situation is that uh, uh, the local dollar is taking a nose dive, uh, more than 700% uh, inflation, annual inflation, uh, rapid uh, government uh, corruption that is affecting uh, the first family of President Emerson Langer and the children involved in shorty PPE deals and uh, basically uh, a crackdown on civil liberties as um, the opposition society uh, can't voice their concerns right now because uh, of the hotel system. And Lenin, I mean, when you compound the economic and uh, political or governance issues with the onset of COVID-19, what impact has that had, I guess, on uh, the uh, impatience that no doubtedly all of us are familiar with that the Zimbabwean people have had, uh, uh, certainly fallen on tough times and the very difficult moments even prior to the onset of COVID-19. Uh, what about this partic- particular moment uh, maybe has taken away from the optimism that we might have had when the likes of Konstantin Chiwenga and many in the military uh, uh, were able to link up with the people to oust uh, former President Robert Mugabe? Um, I, I'll say uh, uh, after the election of uh, 2018, uh, people realized that we would win by uh, the Mandatory establishment, and some are saying they could have had Mukari stay on in power and so on. But the issue really here is that um, you see the military relations have gotten down, and you find that uh, people are scared to come out in the streets to, to rise. Mm. Uh, or, or, or do anything because as long as they are not uh, uh, given the uh, way by the military, uh, they can't do anything. Basically, you find people now survive on less than, uh, let me say, um, a civil servant, like a doctor earns less than 800 rand a month. Can you imagine a doctor earning less than that, which has only 500 rand a month, and you're supposed to survive on that uh, in the face of uh, uh, the economy.
Lenin, I mean, you know, I found it quite interesting I, I, over the last few weeks or so where a lot of people on social media were drawing historic parallels between this particular moment in Zimbabwe's history um, and uh, not so long after its uh, breakthrough in 1980 uh, during the period of Guguraundi in uh, Matabeleland. Talk to me about, uh, I guess, uh, why you think that that particular reference or recollection of that history has been very critical in this moment of protest uh, and protest no doubtably led by a different generation here, uh, the likes of Hopewell, Chinono and many others. Okay, uh, if you talk about the world, well, it came to the fore once again because one of the attitudes of that uh, uh, violence, uh, that part of our history, uh, a former army commander apparently died last week. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, a former minister as well, yeah? COVID. Yes, he was the minister of uh, land and uh, rural settlement. So he died of COVID, and uh, there's always an issue that should uh, be peace before justice or justice before peace in Zimbabwe to address this issue. And this guy has to die before he even uh, uh, talked about it himself. You know, mm-hmm. it was like um, people are able to write really die before he was brought to book. You know, and it coincided with uh, the masses. And so, yeah, that's why it came to the fore. And uh, the issue of Hopewell um, and another journalist, this is a is entirely linked to uh, an expose made of uh, corruption involving the first family uh, to do the $60 million. And the country is going to be paying $1.5 million a month for the next couple two months just for a few people provided the masks and the testes and so on. They can pay the prices. So basically, Matuti is in hiding. I spoke to him earlier on, given that the rest basically doesn't know where to go, who to turn to, and so on. And Chinono uh, is still uh, behind bars in one prison. And I must say, one of Matuti's nephews was abducted and beaten up by state missionaries because they demanded mm-hmm. that he should call his aunt so that they get him and release him. That's how scary it is. Lenin, I want us to pause here for a second and to take a brief spot break. And uh, I also hope we can try and reestablish our connection with you on a much better line. And uh, we also seem to be straining to try and hear you there. But uh, for some of our listeners who might not have heard what Lenin is saying, he has been in contact uh, with some of the persons who are leading this, uh, many of them in hiding. And uh, also, uh, I guess, uh, some difficult moments there and uh, difficult interactions with the security establishment in Zimbabwe. We'll take a brief break and continue with our conversation after this. Eight minutes it is before 9 p.m. You tuned in to a Metro FM talk here on the mighty Metro. Under the microscope this evening, we're taking a look at uh, some of the happenings uh, all the way out in Zimbabwe and expressing our solidarity uh, with uh, our brothers and sisters there. And uh, as we often say on this platform, all of these bo- borders that separate us are new phenomena as a, a drawn with, uh, I guess, the butt of a pencil and uh, doing very little uh, to kill off uh, the bonds of uh, kith and kin that connect us with the people of Zimbabwe. And uh, uh, their challenges are our challenges, inordinately so. And uh, I'm in conversation with uh, Lenin Debele, a Sunday Times journalist based out in Zimbabwe, and uh, we're speaking to him about some of the developments that have been underway. And Lenin, I want to maybe get some perspective from you, um, just about, I guess, uh, some of the uh, public relations issues at play here. I mean, we saw the Zimbabwean government 
uh, going out on uh, a public relations offensive sometime last week saying you know they're going to be paying uh, uh, evicted white farmers uh, uh, some of the improvements that they had made on the land um, as part of you know closing a very difficult chapter uh, ostensibly in the history of the country um, and all of this while at the same time making uh, very provocative um, I guess promises to the people that uh, they would deal very violently with what they've seen as a planned insurrection that they also see as part of some regime change agenda. I mean, just judging by uh, how they've referred to the American uh, ambassador there as a thug uh, who's funding some of this um, dissatisfaction and uh, some of these people makes it sound like uh, the language of you know dissidents that uh, many people would be familiar with in the early 80s in Zimbabwe. What do you make of how these different messages have effectively come from the same bureaucratic machinery? Well, the issue with this government is this. Uh, it's like a case of uh, two hands doing two different things without communicating with each other. Mm. So for one, I'll tell you, sources say, um, for the abduction, there is a part of government that is a benefit because it's painting a big picture. Uh, after a, a, a serious time of things um, last week, in as far as this in some issues concerned, but the truth of data is the government doesn't have this money. It's because the issues in bonds uh, and uh, the, uh, the farmers too are supposed to be looking for, for people who are willing to help this government, so to speak. But um, the certain issue here is that uh, uh, there are two different camps within the government. Some are for the idea of these actions, some are not for the idea of these actions because the abduction at the end, there are very, very big uh, populations. Uh, Disappointment, you know, and mm. especially that you arrest journalists, award winning authors, and ordinary citizens in this age of social media. And then you say Zimbabwe is open for business. Uh, at the same time, you're picking fights with uh, biggest companies uh, like all mutual, equal and they're saying they're sponsoring um, regime change agendas, really. You know, it's a case of two hands, really, two different things, right? Communicating. Yeah. I mean, it also does certainly make difficult any overtures they might be making to the capital markets to fund the bond that's going to pay some of the white farmers. Uh, you know, I don't think of anybody who would want to subscribe to the bond of a country that periodically is arresting, uh, you know, uh, some of its uh, members of the fourth estate and some of its uh, most renowned authors and ordinary people who are just saying we've had enough uh, of the conditions uh, within which we live every single day. Yeah, uh, basically no one trusts uh, these overtures by the government, especially really farmers, because um, uh, for this, uh, it should be aware that uh, when it comes to Zimbabwe, there's no no rule of law, strong institutions, and uh, respect for property rights. You know, so mm-hmm. basically, if these guys promise to give you money, so that it will come, and even if it comes, you might lose your house tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the the public health uh, uh, crisis that we have there. I mean, nurses, doctors not paid, uh, you know, massive uh, interconnected challenges in the public health space connected with the economic uh, uh, challenges uh, that we have in that country. And then you add to that, uh, you know, this very autocratic approach towards dealing with uh, uh, critical views within uh, uh, the country. Uh, what do you make of that? Uh, and more importantly, I guess, what, what's the way out of this? Um, because one gets a sense that, you know, the government feels like they've quelled the protests here, but it certainly doesn't 
necessarily mean that uh, the discontent that led to the planning of the protest has in any way been dealt with? Um, well, a doctor has been on strike for almost two months now. Huh? And uh, yeah, they, they are some of the underpaid people. And, and, and doctors uh, of late have been voicing their their displeasure with the government, and they are seen as enemies by the state. The government sees them as enemies of the state. Right now, when they are on strike, uh, there are some half-trained duty, like most, most of them from the military. They are the ones naming some of these hospitals. If, if you are to have uh, military men uh, dealing with guns, the message and pictures right now in the face of COVID, no, the situation is very bad. It's very bad. Lenin, my brother, thank you very much uh, for taking time out to speak to us. We certainly hope we'll uh, be able to check in with you from time to time to hear uh, the latest of what's happening uh, in the southern African nation of Zimbabwe. But thank you very much uh, for your time. Really appreciate it. Lenin Debele writes on behalf of the Sunday Times and is based out in Zimbabwe.